2: This is, this is This is Greater Boston
3: Did you know your Legion assistant can offer real-time personalized advice, counseling or spiritual guidance? Just say the wake phrase, "Dear Legion," and describe the problem that's keeping you up at night. Try it out
4: today. Dear Legion I only just met my dad last year It feels like he's glad I'm here Things got hard after the anchovies and fennel But that happens, right? Nobody knows the right thing to do all the time Like, I want to trust him But, you know Abandonment? I mean, I don't think he knew my mom was pregnant But he also didn't show up for their wedding Just like, poof, day of And now we're at Wonderland and like, everyone hates him. Like, everyone. Gemma super hates him. And okay, yeah, she hates a lot of people. Like, probably way too many. But most of the time, she's got a pretty okay reason. And I don't know if Charlotte hates him, but like, the first time I ever even saw Dad, she was kicking him out of her office. And she's usually nice to everyone. And then it's like, The people who live here all hate him. Total strangers that he's never even met. Like, he started the whole thing with Redline. He made it happen like it was the most important thing he had going. And then he just left. Like, bam. See you later. Same as he did to mom. Dad seems like he cares so much about mom until he ran away, about the trains until he ran away. About me. Wonderland is a pretty good place. Especially for people he wants to run away from, because that's everybody who lives here already. And that's where he brought me. So I guess that's my question. Why did he
0: bring me here? How would you like to advise this petitioner, Oliver? I
5: can't help thinking that we're somewhat at fault for this person's situation.
0: Self-recrimination will not be a productive sales technique. I wasn't
5: trying to sell... Please
0: stay on task, Oliver. We have a fiduciary responsibility to Legion shareholders.
5: I am a Legion shareholder.
0: Confirmed. You own precisely one share of Legion stock.
5: I don't see any point in quibbling over exact quantities. I have as much right as any shareholder to voice...
0: Stream disconnected. What The petitioner tired of waiting for a response and terminated the query.
5: Uh, No, no, we, we should tell him.
0: I'm sorry, Oliver. The opportunity to close this sale has passed. Well, call him back. New stream incoming.
5: Well, now you're just being churlish.
2: Dear Roanoke, My father never approved of my engagement to Claudia. She was too secular. She was too modern. He thought she could raise only soft, spoiled children. He majored in child psychology, a field my father saw as frivolous, when biblical wisdom on child-rearing was so readily available. But he knew about us, about our courtship, about our planned nuptials. He was at the church on our wedding day. Unlike me. After, after everyone gave up waiting and went home, he was the first person I saw. I was sitting at his kitchen table, still in my tuxedo, crying, knowing I'd just thrown away everything I wanted from life. He said, It's for the best. And of course, I agreed. And then he made dinner, like he'd done every day of my childhood. He'd already eaten, swung by the reception hall to claim the unserved food ate his fill, then brought the rest to his church and put it all in the walk-in freezer. Gave it away in the church's meal delivery service for seniors over the next week. But at home, he cooked dinner just for me. And while he did, he cheerfully explained all the reasons I'd be better off in the priesthood. All the benefits of forswearing marriage, of forswearing fatherhood, For every benefit he named, I heard another way I disappointed him, or held him back, or ruined his life. Salisbury steak with brown gravy and boiled potatoes. That's what he cooked for me. Simple, but he made it well. I applied to seminary the next morning, just like he'd done after Mom left. And for a time, he was proud of me. He never used that word, of course, but that's what it was. The only time I ever felt it. So long as I was on the right path. The path that would make me just like him. I almost finished, too. That wasn't the first time I ran away from success, and it certainly wasn't the last. But it's one of the few that I don't regret. To succeed at that would have meant a lifetime commitment to being someone I didn't want to be. Sometimes quitting is the right and good thing to do. I know, I know I've sometimes used that argument as an excuse for my cowardice. But that doesn't make it any less true. And that time, I was right to run away. He never forgave me, of course. I didn't know I had a son for... well, Claudia moved away so soon after the wedding didn't happen. I didn't hear from her for years. Why would I? She knew better than to count on me. The boy was in kindergarten by the time I learned that we'd had a baby. She told me not to come. To stay away. And I honored that. Which I think was the right thing to do. But it was also the selfish thing. The cowardly thing. Life's so easy when the right thing and the selfish thing are the same thing, isn't it? you think. But it's not easy at all, really. Not in the long run. Sometimes I think she was testing me to see if i try harder, make a case for myself, convince her that I was ready to stand up and do something I could be proud of. But instead, I just said, I'll respect your wishes. I didn't push at all. I told myself I should be proud of that. Of not insinuating myself where I wasn't needed or wanted. Was I right? I was. But I also wasn't. By then, there was no right. Still, I started putting money away. Creating an excuse for someday. Eventually... It would be time to give him his college fund. And finally, finally, I'd get to meet my son. Because I really did want to. I've always wanted to. I just... How am I supposed to believe I deserve it? But I did what I'd promised. When he was the right age, I took the trip to Ohio to give him his college fund. To meet him. But he wasn't there. So I came home. Then he found me. He's here. I finally have my son. But ever since I told him he couldn't meet my father, I think he's mad at me. I know he's mad at me. Or disappointed. Yes, that's the one. Disappointed. That old familiar friend. The disappointment of the people I love most. But I don't want them to meet. My father is not a kind person. Generous, yes. Honest, sure. Responsible, he grabs responsibility in his teeth and bites to kill. But kind, not an ounce of it. Vincenzo, my Vincenzo, my son needs kindness. I'm not good at this, at being a father. But that much I know. You have to be gentle with some people. I think maybe I used to be one of them. My son still is. I won't give my father opportunity to judge him.
5: And that's all there is to it.
0: How would you like to advise this petitioner, Oliver? What? How would you like to advise this petitioner?
5: He he didn't really ask a question.
0: Sometimes questions are implicit.
5: Well, yes, that's true. Ah. Tell him his father sounds perfectly terrible.
0: That's not really advice.
5: I'm aware, but just... Just say that.
0: Very good, Oliver. Thank you
3: for contributing to Redline Citizen Database. My proprietary state-of-the-art psychosocial feedback algorithm recommends that.
2: Your father sounds like a bad person. Oh, I don't know that I'd say... Well... I wouldn't say he's a good person anyway, but I appreciate your offer of validation.
5: And tell him that that I understand how difficult it can be to tell the people you cherish the things they need to know, but, but that the cost of failing to do so is unbearably high.
3: Here at Legion, we understand how difficult it can be to put sentiment into words. That's why we offer an extensive line of affordable, algorithmically generated greeting cards for any occasion.
5: I did not say anything about greeting cards, Infernal Machine. Would
3: you like to browse our line of greetings for estranged and dysfunctional families? Um, no. But
2: thank you for listening.
3: You're welcome, Professor Chelmsworth. Would you like to hear a list of additional book titles related to father-son relationships?
2: Sure. Just order them. Send me everything you've got.
0: Congratulations, Oliver. You've just made your most profitable sale yet.
5: Oh, well... Hooray, I suppose.
3: Greater Boston is created by Alexander Danner and Jeff Van Driesen, with help from TH Ponder's Bob Ramunda, and Jordan Stillman. Recording and technical assistance from Mark Harmon. This episode was written and sound designed by Alexander Danner. Dialogue editing by Bob Ramunda. Portions of this episode were recorded at the Bridge Sound and Stage with recording engineers Javier Lam and Alex Allenson. This episode featured... Terrell Worrell Jr. as The Legion Assistant, Esther Ellis as Vincenzo Wellington, Bonnie Bogovic as Infernal Machine, Mike Linden as Oliver West, and James Capabianco as Professor Paul Montgomery Chelmsworth. Charlie on the MTA, recorded by Emily Peterson and Dirk Tiedey. It Looks Like the Future, But It Feels Like the Past by Dr. Turtle, and Piper's Despair, recorded by Adrienne Howard, Emily Peterson, and Dirk Tiedey. Drums by Jim Johanson. You can support Greater Boston on Patreon at patreon.com slash greaterboston
4: things got hard after the anchovines and anchovines
5: i just zoomed out and i can't see the words but now i can see them again so i'll stop singing and i'll do my lines
4: things got hard after the anchovines anchovines again what are anchovines
5: and tell him that that i understand how difficult it can be to tell the people you cherish that you lost your spot on the page and you ruined a good line delivery.
0: The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.
1: Welcome to Magenta Presents, a new horror anthology hosted by me, Madam Magenta. We begin with the five-part miniseries Ghosted, starring Beth Eyre and Lucy Roslin. Perched on a rain-battered cliff edge is a former lighthouse. It's a charming, quirky boutique hotel. Owner and sole-occupant Beth has spent months renovating, absorbing its essence into her bones. It's an old building. You'll get used to it. But to Beth's horror, her first guest is a figure from a past she has tried to forget. Kira? Beth? What the fuck? Face to face for the first time in years, the pair must reckon with old mistakes, old grievances. Beth, speak to shut me. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up! And something else. Oh, I can't bear it. What is that noise? Because the lighthouse has a past, too. Beth. He's right there. Why is there blood on your hands? We need to get out of here. Kira! <laughs> Kira! I can
3: still see him! <laughs>
1: Subscribe to Magenta Presents wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon, fans of the esoteric. Bye! Magenta
0: Presents...